Hey, buddy. Hi, buddy. Oh, man. I can't believe we're actually doing part five of perfectionism. Dude. We both tried to get out of this. We both so tried to get hard. out of it so hard. We literally, we are, we were dragged kicking and screaming to this, this table and our lovely, lovely, wonderful, most amazing person in the whole world, producer Fabs, was like, Guys, you you can do this. We're like, no. I mean, I did. I tried to pull out all the stops. You know, yeah. like uh, I told you, we Hannah. all went out last night. <laughs> I thought everyone would be hungover. Hannah. I wandered into the darkness. You I did. Re- I had a heart. Left the bar last night without her phone or wallet, and I was, that was a good idea. I don't know. No, I didn't. I wasn't thinking. I wasn't thinking. And then also, up leading up to recording, she kept just <laughs> saying statements like, I'm tired. <laughs> uh, I'm tired. So anyways, guys, this is what hard work looks like. We're working on the weekends, it's man. It's like you're, you're trying to do something and everything in your, your, the part of you that is trying to protect you from growth and cool stuff is like, stop what you're doing. I know, you know, <sighs> uh, it's like, I feel like my body is rebelling. Even when we got started just moments ago, I was like, let me just use the bathroom real quick. I was oh gone for 10 minutes. You were gone, I, you were gone for a long time. I was gone for 10 minutes. <laughs> I could have stayed gone for 15, I think. If you know what I mean. Yeah. I got some stuff I got to do. <laughs> Well, I know taking a poop is different for you than it is for me. Okay. For you, it's like a really important, like, kind of. Big deal. It's a big deal. (laughs) As I think all poops should be. No, I just got to get my system back on track. I was just on set for like the last three weeks. Dude, you, yeah. And I'm a morning pooper mm -hmm. and I've gotten used to working from home. Mm -hmm. Right. And so, Mm -hmm. like, I'm used to like waking up. Having some caffeine, yeah. having a nice leisurely, just whenever it comes, it comes, and yeah. then I poop. Yeah. I don't need to like be on a red like schedule. It it yeah. just it yeah. happens, and you I'm know, at home. I can take a call. <laughs> I can answer emails. <laughs> I can do anything. But I've been on set, so I haven't been able to do my morning poop at all. And then when you're on set, is there any safe place to even do a poop? No. Because you know, pooping in a public bathroom is like so awful. I know, and my sphincter just rebels. <laughs> It's just like, nope, 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 nope. So your sphincter is kind of like our brains when we try to work on our perfectionism. Oh, my <laughs> God. Did you just segue? I segued, and it was gross. Oh, my God. <laughs> I can't believe we just used the word sphincter. <laughs> I sphinked the fire. Ah! Okay. Today, we're tackling perfectionism by focusing on changing our thinking. To begin, we have a thought exercise. For 30 seconds, we're going to think about anything. We're not going to try to direct our thoughts. We'll just let them go and notice what we think about. Okay, so no talking, just thinking. Starting now. looking around the room as if she's just been born. (laughs) 30 seconds. Boom. Uh, For those of you that are curious what those looks looked like, 
Here, take a picture. That way we can put it up on our patreon.com slash analyze this page. Here it comes. Now, we have to ask each other these questions. Okay. Question one. Do your thoughts tend to be positive, neutral, or negative? Ooh. I think, uh, for me... Yeah, what were you thinking about? I can. I wasn't thinking about anything. <laughs> I was like, I was like, think about something. Hannah, think about something. Do it! Do it now! And then, like, then I just saw your face, and then I started laughing. But here's the thing. I think I could tell that there was weird stuff trying to get through, like mean things. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. I would say I always am walking a line between neutral and death. Yeah. Like, ne- yeah. Negative, like, negative death. Yeah. <laughs> my my good friend. Yeah. What were what are you what do your thoughts tend to be? Well, I was thinking about whether or not how we were gonna make it seem entertaining during 30 seconds when people are listening. So I guess my thoughts tend to be about other people. So I don't know if that's Oh dude, that is very, neutral or negative. That's very or positive. Insightful. Oh no, I was just thinking about like how is this gonna sound for other people? What's other people's experience of me thinking going to be like? That's literally what I was thinking about. Wow. So I feel like that's way better than what I was thinking. Okay, so you think about other people and I think negative things. <laughs> well, I don't – I wouldn't say it's way better. I would say that, like, that's my natural resting state is to be like, is anybody mad? Is anybody happy? Is this useful? But that plays right into my – number one core belief, which is that people's worth are based off their contribution of productivity. So I was just like, okay, instead of just thinking for 30 seconds, I can't even think for 30 seconds without wondering how I'm providing something. Wow, dude. So I wouldn't say better or worse. I don't think we have to compare them. Mm-hmm. Right? No, unless you're me. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of the point. But I guess everyone could, uh, while people are listening, they could do the exercise with us. Oh, yeah. I wish I had said that before we did it. Anyways, you I, guys have that little back button. So 15 seconds at a time. I mean, it was 30 seconds of mostly silence. I think right. that they probably were thinking. Or maybe they were listening. What's the difference between thinking and listening? Ooh, big. I think a big, big difference. <laughs> really big. <laughs> okay. Question number two is to look at our thought journal. But, and- ooh, wait, sorry. Yeah. I just want to say, I think that is super indicative of my thought patterns to be like, well, whatever you were doing was better than mine. <laughs> Because I always think that about everything. Holy shit. I always. God. Wow, Fabs. What an amazing exercise. Holy shit. To recall where we are, we spent the last week recording our assignment for change. As you guys might remember from the end of part four, we were assigned to go through this worksheet and kind of keep track of our events and triggers for perfectionism, the emotional responses we had, the thoughts that accompanied it, and evidence that disproves it. A company needed. A company needed. Yeah, I think as we go through this, it might be kind of interesting to see if even that thirty seconds of thought is at all reflected in our thought assessment. So the next step in understanding our thinking styles is running through a list of unhelpful thinking styles. We've already covered black and white thinking. Uh, that's kind of obvious in the name. It's you are. This is right. This is wrong. This is good. This is bad. Zero. A hundred. Whatever mm-hmm. you think. Is it black and white? Then just take a drink. (laughs) Oh, my God. Also, I love how, look at all these amazing, not amazing, look at this list of unthinkful, unthinkful, unhelpful thinking styles. 
There's so many. And like, are there helpful thinking styles? No. I mean, yes, but they don't have a list of them. I bet we could find a list of them. Okay, fine. Okay. Okay. So we did black and white thinking. The next one is mental filter, only looking at the negative parts of a situation and forgetting the positive parts. For example, noticing the one error on a report and ignoring the fact that the rest of the report is great. The third one is shooting and musting. Sometimes by saying I should or I must, you can put unreasonable demands or pressure on yourself. Oh, my God. I I had a nickel for every time you said I should just. uh, I would be like just rich with nickels. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, true. I saw a really cheesy counselor once who called it masturbating. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I didn't like it. But um, <laughs> masturbating, masturbating is I, I should. And it's like, no matter what, when you say I should, you just, it just feels shitty. Yeah. Okay. Oh, here's one of my personal favorites. <laughs> uh, catastrophizing. <laughs> catastrophizing occurs when we blow things out of proportion and view a situation as awful, dreadful, horrible, even though the reality is that the problem itself is in fact quite small. For example, it is terrible that I wasn't able to clean my house today. Now, I tend to do this and like I tend to think to myself, I don't like my job. This is a huge, horrible, horrible life emergency, which tends to keep me in a state of panic. Which renders you helpless. Which not it's not helpful. Okay, the next one is labeling. We make global statements about ourselves based on behavior in specific situations. (laughs) This is a really great example. Uh, that is written here on this page. For example, I am an idiot for not knowing the capital of Brazil. <laughs> what? You know what the capital of Brazil is? Brasilia. That's true. Is it? Yeah. What? Ella, is the capital of Brazil Brasilia? Yeah, I'm right. Shabam. I thought the capital of Brazil was... Rio? Rio? Common misconception. Interesting. Yeah, Brasilia. I know okay. that. Ella's dad just was awarded a medal from the president. Holy shit. Of music. God. Ministry of Culture and Art. You guys are both marrying up. Aw. You know? <laughs> which is amazing. Thanks, dude. Yeah. Uh, Hannah Gelb is now catastrophizing about how she will never find love. I okay. hope not. Um, <laughs> That's my attitude this episode. <laughs> yeah. I'm, you know what? I'm just going to validate Everything you say that's negative about yourself. No, don't do that. I don't know. You're probably not. I'm just being honest about what I'm experiencing. I know. This, the whole episode is about crazy thinking. You can't just do that. <laughs> okay. Jumping to conclusions. We jump to conclusions when we assume that we know what someone else is thinking. Oh, my God. I do this all day, every day at work. For example, mind reading. And we make predictions about what is going to happen in the future. For example, if I'm not perfectly groomed, then people will think I am a slob and they will reject me. That's how I feel right now. Yes. And at work, I'm always like, everyone hates me and wants me to die. They might. I really don't think they have the time to think that. Um, But I don't know. I just assume that's what everyone's, that's what's going on. And the last one is magnification and minimization. In this thinking style, you magnify the positive attributes of other people Ha, 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 Okay. And minimize your own positive attributes. Wow. Me and an ex comes to mind. It is as though you are explaining away your own positive characteristics or achievements as though they are not important. Oh, this example is heartbreaking. My boss. Yeah. Okay. The example is my boss only gave me a promotion because she was being nice and no one else applied for the position. 
Holy shit. Dang. So Hannah Hart, weird Hannah Hart in this episode who's being weird. Um, (laughs) (laughs) What, which types of thinking do you relate to the most? Oh, probably shooting. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Labeling. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I mean, probably all of them. Dude. Sometimes. Yeah. Like a lot I catastrophize a lot, but it's always like a very like if I don't maximize my efforts all day long every day, then I'm not worthwhile. Wow. So that's like a combo. That's like catastrophizing, black and white, and labeling. Yeah. You, dude, yeah. That's a fun thing. This is when they do little combos. It's like a McFlurry of fucked up thinking it's like when you're playing kingdom hearts and you want to do a potion magic combo Mm. with goofy and donald and uh except not good (laughs) except not cool not filled with sparkles no and no except goofy is catastrophizing (laughs) and donald (laughs) is labeling yeah and sora is sora's great well i okay (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so <laughs> this leads me to our next section. Wait, I want to say which ones I do the most. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, okay, go. okay, okay. Anyways, okay, so I do black and white all the time, every day. Yeah, I'm just like, well, you're either perfect or you're a horrible, soulless idiot. Mm-hmm. Um, catastrophizing for sure. Oh, my God. God, I wish I could come up with cool examples. So many conclusions. Yes, I do all these things. <laughs> I do all of them, but mostly black and white thinking and catastrophizing. I think. Also labeling. I usually am like, oh, I'm such a loser. Oh, man. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. You yeah, baby. But labeling's the hardest one, which mm-hmm. is like, I'm an idiot. Oh, damn right. it. I messed up. And if, I'm, you know, oh. sometimes I think, okay, I, I, I'm going to challenge myself to go like a whole week without saying anything negative about myself out loud. Out loud? Yeah. Because sometimes you can't help it if it's in your brain. But when you say it out loud, that's like makes it more real. So it's like, don't say it. And your body can feel it when you say it. Your body's like, oh, why are you why are you doing this? You know? I think that's a really good one, man. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's really good to like have a threshold that you're like, I'm not going to say anything negative about myself. Mm-hmm. Because it's also like taxing on, it's taxing on the people around you because then you're constantly kind of like bringing everybody into like this place you know it's like if i'm being really hard on myself and i'm like in a really negative headspace i'm kind of like making that what's happening in life right now mm-hmm. instead of just being like oh yeah i should let this go so we can enjoy our sunday or like whatever right, right. you know yeah, yeah, but it's man. really hard to do it is it's super hard okay i am really excited because to change your thinking you first have to learn to what to pay attention to and how to interpret it so I have an example from a show called My Cat from Hell that is about to blow your motherfucking mind. (laughs) Okay? I'm ready. So, on My Cat from Hell, you know, Jackson Galaxy, a.k.a. The Cat Daddy, a.k.a. um, My close and personal friend. No, we we met once. We met once. It was great, you know. Hey, wait. I just want to make a little side note here that in Japan... Everyone in our little cohort had a nickname, and Hannah's nickname was Director of Smooth Talking. Oh, because yeah. Because she could talk her way out of every and oh. any situation. This one time, we everyone turned in a paper, and Hannah just didn't do it because she was going through a very intense emotional thing. Yeah. Um, and she went up to the presser and was like, yo. I just walked up to you. You were like, yo, Teach, I 
didn't do this. And that's what's up. And then remember you made that other professor fall in love with you? You were like, hey, let's like, remember he made sushi for us? Oh, my God. I love, oh my I still God. love that guy. I love him, too. He was oh so my great. God. He would be like, okay, let's think about literature. Also, do you guys want to write a paper? No! Oh, yeah. I think I got us all out of a paper. I think you got us all out of a paper. <laughs> that was the second time. Yeah. Oh, you're right. Yeah. So, man, I, I can't remember, believe I someone to- who is so good at smooth talking could ever think there's anything wrong with you. <laughs> right? So, no. First of all, thank you. I remember that now. Yeah. I was very proud of that. Yeah. I mean, like, hmm. And I, remember, I don't. Yeah. This is me and my broken Japanese. I don't think we need to do the paper, and it won't be helpful to any of us. Okay? Okay. Sounds good? Yeah. Sounds good. Why don't we just read and discuss more? My innermost heart mind is telling me (laughs) this paper will be very hot. Wait, no. I mean, not good. (laughs) This paper is... Too spicy. <laughs> this paper's a little. It's a little chilly, if yeah. you know what I mean. And uh, chilly like a chili pepper. Yeah. Yeah. Also, um, I just called my mom a wallet. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So this is okay. 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 So when confronting our unhelpful thinking patterns, it is important to create real life examples that you can look at and real life habits that you can turn to to help you confront those patterns. Okay, so check this out. Okay. Our perception is everything. Ugh, I know. It's God. everything. So this one so episode annoying. of My Cat from Hell. <laughs> All right. Jackson Galaxy, he goes into this house mm. where there's a, a wife, a husband, and a mom, like the mom of the wife. So three years ago, her dad died, and uh, her mom came to live with her and her husband, bringing along her cat. So now there's two cats living in this house. And the lady was like, the cats hate each other so much, and they're so terrified of each other, that they both just pee everywhere. Oh, God. But we don't know which cat's peeing. Sometimes we catch them, sometimes we don't. So Jackson goes into this house, and literally all of the furniture is covered in plastic. Not the plastic, like, seat covers. Plastic, like, garbage bags cut in half Mm. covered in plastic Mm -hmm. like duct tape garbage bags everything's taped down because she's so paranoid about the cats peeing on things Mm -hmm. he's like why don't you show me the frequent spots or whatever they do and so they take a tour walk around blah 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 and he's like okay i'm gonna give you this colored tape and every time a cat pees somewhere i want you to put an x there so we can figure out their most frequent areas of urination or whatever He's like, I'm going to come back in two weeks. And anything that has no X on it in two weeks, we're taking the plastic off of. So two weeks later, he comes back. And they're really, it's only in like two or three spots near the windows and near the doors. And everything else was just maybe incidents that happened, a one-off incident, but wasn't a frequent problem. And so he went and he was like, show me everywhere that has tape on it. She showed him and he was like, great. Everything else goes. And he starts tearing off the plastic. She's like, no, they're going to pee on it. And he's like, if they haven't peed on it in two weeks, they're not going to pee on it. Mm-hmm. He was like, you have to stop imagining that this is all day, every day. Right now, we're using the tape to prove to you 
it's not all day, every day. Whoa. They're using the litter box more often than not. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. let's figure out what the problem is. And he's like, you're the problem. <laughs> <laughs> well, so then, like, they start taking off all the plastic. And she's like, oh, my God, you're right. There was a lot of incident when this first happened three years ago. But now it's not that bad. But I've been stuck in the past to when it was at its worst. And I thought that was like, whoa. Whoa. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Turned out it was feral cats scaring the indoor cats, FYI. Just so you guys know why they were peeing at all. They were marking their territory to protect from feral cats in the neighborhood. Cat pee tells the truth. Yeah, man. But isn't that wild? Yeah. So it's like, what else? She was making this. She was like, this is a fucking disaster. Everything's going to be ruined. And it was like. Not true. Yeah. And it was so it was so catastrophized in her mind. She had maximized the problem so much that it was actually disabling them from making corrective decisions oh, because yeah. they couldn't figure out why the cats were peeing, quote unquote, everywhere all over the house. Right. Because there's oh no God. rhyme or reason to that. But that wasn't the actual reality. Dude, that makes me think of like, you know, when like someone accuses you over and over of cheating on them <laughs> and you're like you know what i'm just going to so you uh, you can be right like stop what the fuck or like you know no i really do yeah. yeah like if someone's always saying like i just think you're lying then you're like well i guess i should just start lying yeah like i'm surprised the cats weren't like well i guess we should just pee everywhere because uh, that's what's hot. like we're being groomed to pee everywhere yeah literally yeah it's and the, so isn't that amazing? Yeah. So it really made me think. It's like, wow, physical examples of what the patterns today are, are really helpful for helping take yourself from the past and into the present. Mm. You know? Mm. Mm. Oh, my. Oh, my God. Snap, 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 snap. So I think it'd be really good, too, if, if, you re- if you wrote down, like, every time you had a negative thought you wanted to say out loud, instead of saying out loud, write it down, and maybe just start putting a check mark by it every time you have that thought again. Oh, yeah, dude. And then you can really see. That's, like, kind of what meditating is. You just see how often it comes up, and then you can be like, check. Wow, that comes up a lot, but it's dumb. Yeah, and you can just pull it out and be like, check. You're like, oh, I was about to. It's like, um, you know, oh, Ella and I are something, something about the wedding. And you're like, ooh, I have an urge to talk about how I'll be alone forever. Just write it down once and then check it off every time you have the urge. Mm. And then you can see, like, what are the most frequent thingies or whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then we'll cover you in tape and plastic. <laughs> By the way, I just want to say, I know I could very easily go find someone to be with, but I just want to be with the right person, you know? Maybe the right person is you. <laughs> that could be. That could be. You know? You know? Uh, well, so anyways, let's talk about our sheet. So we went yes. through the last week and we did this thought chart and I've got a couple examples I can share. But again, guys, this is all about our journey with confronting perfectionism. So this is a stage we're at, which is really kind of honing in on our thinking patterns. And then next week's going to be even harder. Ugh. I don't even know. Why do we do break. this? Let's take a break after this one. <laughs> or we should just really do a deep dive comparison of Sailor Moon and Sailor Moon Crystal. Also yeah. PGSM, also the musical, which sold out in both New York and D.C. All right. So, Hannah, do you want to share one example from your um, oh my God. assignment sheet? I had, I have such a good one, you guys. Oh, I'm so freaking stoked. And it's, I, oh my God. I'm like, did, did the universe know? Okay. So my very good friend, 
told me that my I don't remember saying that. <laughs> my I like to pretend that Hannah has no other people in her life but me. So like a couple minutes ago, Hannah got a phone call and I was like, that's so weird. I'm right here. <laughs> Maybe we should talk more about that. No. <laughs> so I have been in one serious relationship in my life. I've only been in love with this one person. I've never been in love with anybody else. It was my first relationship, first person I had sex with, first person I loved. Anyways, I, he had a baby with his wife. So immediately, okay, so wait, let's first say what are the parts of, this, of the chart? So yeah, we have so let's the, go trigger. To the event trigger. So we have the event trigger, then we have the emotional response, then all the accompanying thoughts, and then evidence you have that disproves that thought. So that's what I learned. I learned this fact. My response was sorrow, loneliness, loss, despair, sadness, shame. And then I had such thoughts as, well, his life is always going to be better than mine because he's a better person. Life's not fair. And he just has a great life. You know why? Because he was raised in the country with many elders around him and he learned how to do hard work and he's disciplined and that's what makes life good. And I don't have any of those things because I was raised in the suburbs, which is just a horrible cesspit of nothingness. And that is why I'm in the mess I'm in today. No, that's not taking responsibility for myself. Anyways, other thoughts I had. I'm pathetic and a loser. Where is my happy ending? I'm not an adult and that's why he dumped me. He's an adult, but I'm not. I'm mature. That's why he dumped me. Karma. This is karma. This is karma because I was such an asshole in that relationship. And that's why he found, he seriously like found this person and really loves and they got married. And my dating life has been a fucking shit show. And it's because I was an asshole. And the universe is like, well, fuck you. It was like, hey, remember when you had someone who was like really committed to you and you had like real love and it was great. And then you were like, oh, but I don't know. Like, I kind of want to fuck everybody in the world. <laughs> and then now you have done that somewhat. And turns out that kind of is lame and you kind of want a real relationship. So here we are. <laughs> Anyways, these are all the things that came up. Luckily, I was talking to my good friend who at the time and she told me, uh, my friend Carolyn, who I love very much. Hello, Carolyn. It was recently her birthday. She was like, Hannah Gelb, I know you and your ex-boyfriend, and I was there for most of the relationship. That's like not a true narrative at all. You loved him very much. And I do not accept this narrative that you were this like huge asshole. So that was a very helpful check-in. Let's see. What is the last part? Evidence you have that disproves this thought. I don't know. I didn't get that far. Well, it sounds like you just said it. Uh, yeah. Carolyn said... But do I have any evidence that I'm an adult and also that the universe is not punishing me? But you're just disproving the thought. Failure shame brings up this is karma for you being an asshole. And then you have evidence that you weren't an asshole. Because Carolyn said, no, I was there. You weren't like an asshole. So it can't be. It's not that. So like that's the exercise. It's grounding right. mm -hmm. instead of spiraling. Because you can, if you keep asking yeah. why, 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 you're just going to spin around in circles forever. Mm -hmm, so, like, mm -hmm. that's what the exercise is. It's retraining your brain to stay grounded in a linear space. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel failure of shame because I, this is karma. I deserve blah, blah, blah. Oh, wait, that's not true. And that's, like, the, the retraining technique, mm -hmm, you know? Mm -hmm. Oh, he's with someone, so therefore I'm never going to meet anyone. Evidence that disprove that those two things aren't related. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally, totally. Yeah, you know, you're right. Like yeah, that's man. like the cycle. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it's like, yeah, 
And also, it was really funny because when you texted me saying uh, he had a baby, my first response was, wow, I didn't even know men could carry children. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Uh, No, I actually think I was like, he's going to be a great dad. Yeah, and then I was like, that was the worst thing to say. (laughs) I don't know. I'm happy for him. I know. I mean, I'm happy for him. Yeah. I mean, he is going to be a great dad. Probably. And he's probably so stoked. To have a baby, that's cool. Mm-hmm. And if it's like, also, like, I think it's important to remember, like, nay, a podcast or six ago, we were talking about motherhood. It was like, it's not like you're like, oh, every day I think up wanting a baby. Oh, and no, now he I has, a, you know what I mean? Yeah, but yeah. it's that's what the trigger is because mm-hmm. it triggers this stuff. And then you're, you have to ground yourself and be like, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. I don't want a baby. <laughs> yeah, not right at now. this moment. Not at this moment. Right. I feel like I have to say stuff so you guys don't think I'm such the most pathetic person in the world. I, we were not a good match. <laughs> it's for the best that we're no longer together. I just want you guys to know I don't sit and pine every day over this person that I've literally been broken up with for six years. I'm just saying that this is what came up when I heard that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. That's like the point of this, right? It's about perfectionism. Yes. You know, and it's like, I found myself in a really, really shitty spiral last week on Thursday. It was a Thursday I wrote. I was late on something and I wrote an email that I wasn't proud of. Oh, I was late on picking out outfits for this shoot. And I felt really bad because I was like, oh, I failed. I feel so much shame. I feel hopeless. Straight up, this is how I felt in response to not having picked out these outfits yet. Wow. I know. And then here were the thoughts that accompanied it. I'm failing all the people who are helping me. I am too needy and too lazy and need to be spoon fed everything I need to do. I feel so dumb for running out of time. I feel completely overwhelmed. Now there's no time and the decision I'm going to make about which outfit to bring to this shoot will be the wrong one because I've rushed it, which is, again, my fault. All I needed to do was this one choice and I failed to do it. Therefore, I failed the people who love and depend on me. Whoa. I think we need to take a moment of silence. (laughs) That is so... Oh, my buddy! Can Uh, I just give you a hug? uh, I can't believe and then it's like in the reality it's like oh i i forgot to do that and that's it like no one doesn't mean anything about you doesn't mean anything about you but it is why i I get snappy like when i feel like bad and like needy and lazy and i'm like so if someone's like hey did you pick out those outfits yet i snap um because i feel all of those things Mm -hmm. and so i snap at them and then I feel bad for snapping at them because they're just trying to help me. Mm-hmm. But then, yeah, so it's all those things. So, it, so yeah, wow. I, on the chart, it says underline the things that are the most hot. So I underlined needy, lazy, and dumb. That's how I felt. Needy, lazy, and dumb, which is, felt like shame. Oh, I also felt like I was running out of time. Mm-hmm. I said, now there is no time. Mm-hmm. So here's the evidence that disproves that thought. I have an hour. An hour is 60 minutes. That's a long time. It took me three minutes to write this sheet. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's the kind of the most concrete thing. The needy, lazy, dumb stuff is like pretty emotional stuff. But like the now there is no time thought, which is my catastrophizing. Mm -hmm. I really help myself out by writing there is an hour. A lot can happen in an hour. 
that's great, dude. Because I feel like that's also saying like, oh, I only have an hour. That's not enough time. Or like, it's also part of perfectionism where you say, well, I need literally a whole day to do this. When in reality, you could do it in an hour. Yeah. You could probably do it in half an hour. Yeah. And just taking that step back and the breaths and the sitting with the sheet was so helpful for me to bring myself down from the spiral. I was just like by working on it, being like, okay, what's the trigger? What's the response? And what are all my thoughts that accompany it? It was really helpful to see that written out to underline needy, lazy, dumb and be like, wow. So because I haven't picked this outfit out right now, I'm saying this proves all these things. But when you're caught up in the moment, when you're caught up in the trigger, when it's happening, mm, it's, so it's impossible to see that. Mm-hmm. So I felt like this was really helpful because those thoughts were not helpful to me. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And it's tough, too, because your brain wants to go down that spiral because that's what it's used to. Yeah. And it, it's a kind of weird pleasure revisit it just going like weird pain that's like uh that's enjoyable even though it's horrible yeah you know you're like ha i'm flagellating myself this is my favorite thing in the world yeah (laughs) even though it makes life unbearable yeah uh yeah Yeah. well i'm so happy with helpful dude and it's really helpful for me to check in with friends because they're like yeah uh i'm here and i know you and i know that none of those things are true like you were so helpful the other night when we were talking about this whole ex having a baby thing and then for like one moment, I was like, wow, I feel so like loved and like, okay. And like, I'm okay. And then it all went away and I went back to hitting myself. But it's possible. I was like, wow, it is possible to not do that, to not miss your car appointment and then be like, wow, you know why you missed your car appointment? Because you're a fucking failure, shithead, unorganized piece of shit. You'll never be anything. Did I tell you I called my car people and I was like, hey, I'm so sorry I missed my appointment this morning because, like, an idiot. And literally, literally, the guy was like, well, you should probably stop beating yourself up about it. Oh, my God. Like, people in the world, they do stuff like that, and they're like, oh, I missed it. Yeah, well, I'm a human. I mean, whatever. And then, like, what the fuck? I know. Some people. Yeah. But this people, which is the Mm. people we're talking about, which is just us. Right. I felt like... It was really helpful to do this grounding with this sheet of paper. And even though we're done like with it for the podcast, I think that remembering to identify the event and the trigger, to identify the feeling, the emotion that you're feeling, to identify the thoughts you're thinking, and then to look for evidence that disproves it. Mm-hmm. That was really helpful. And I hope to get into a thinking pattern more in line with that, that I can more readily pull that up, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And you could even like go a step further and like replace that thought with a better thought. The one, you know, you could be like, actually I have an hour and that's fine. And I'm not a failure at all. Yeah. I'm actually doing amazing stuff right now. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, you're just, yeah. So it was great. It made enough space To not let myself get swept up in it and carried Mm -hmm. away made enough space for me to resolve it. And I think that that's where we get stuck because we let ourselves get swept up and carried away. Yeah. And it happens so fast. Mm hmm. Don't you know? Earbuds. (laughs) I definitely recommend writing things down. I think it really helps because sometimes 
if I'm trying to like think my way out of the spiral, it just makes it worse. I think putting it on paper and like looking at it is very helpful. Take it outside of your mind and yeah. put it in front of you so you can see it. And then light it on fire. Sure. <laughs> we can let's tear these papers up. Yeah. Hey. Hey. I have worries to give What's to that? the sea. What's that from? Is that Avery Brothers song? Oh. Um at the beach. Oh. You know? Oh. Yeah. So I'm saying I have worries to give to the fire, but also to see. (laughs) Oh, man. Think about it, earbuds. By the time you listen to this episode, the premiere of Game of Thrones season eight will have already happened. Oh, my God. I am so excited. Maybe we should talk about that. I think we should. Okay. So next week, we're going to tackle habits and behaviors. So we're each setting a behavior goal that we will tell you about. I hope this is at all helpful or, or enjoyable or pleasurable for everyone. Hey, I think we, we had some laughs. We had know? some laughs. We had some chucks. We're doing. We we're, had some yucks and chucks. Yeah. You know, we're, we're doing we're doing good, man. And uh, oh, my gosh, I started listening to Spirits podcast, which is about like folklore and mythology. It's so cool. Oh. It's hosted by two friends like us who are also women and they're very smart and cool. But I just happened to listen to their fairy episode <gasps> and they were like, hey, guys, like. We are so happy that we get to do this podcast and it's all because of you. And like, be sure to make something with your friends and because you don't know what kind of impact it's going to have. And like that morning, I was just like, I hate everything. I'm failing at everything. I'm failing at the podcast. I fail at life. And like, I needed to hear that, you know? Oh, that's and I was awesome. like, wow. Yeah. I love fairies. Oh, me too. Who doesn't? <laughs> I know. Uh, Well, and you know, I'm so grateful that we get a chance to make this podcast. So grateful, in fact, especially to people like our Patreon patrons who help support it and make it possible. And we have a really fun gift that we're going to give to all of our patrons starting now, which is this. The first 500 people that sign up for our Patreon page will get this really super dope Extra fly, analyze this pin. I've got one on my backpack right now. You can go online, check out our Twitters, and you can see them. This is not something you have to worry about. If you've already signed up, you'll be being sent one. But check it out. We made 500 of them, so the first 500 people are going to get this sweet, sweet pin. Yeah! It's really, really cute. It's, dude, I have to buy a, a denim jacket so I can display it. It's like, oh, yeah. It's yellow and blue, but then in the middle, it's green. Isn't that great? You know, if I remember kindergarten correctly, that is 100% correct. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week. We will talk to you again next week. And um, we love you. We love you, man. We love you guys. Every day I look at the Patreon page and I'm like, I can't believe this is happening. I know. You guys are amazing. It's amazing. Make sure you rate, review, subscribe, etc. And uh, sell your loved ones and tolerable coworkers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Talk to you soon, your buds. Bye. Bye.